Hi, I'm Marty McKenzie with His Love Ministries. Welcome to the Least of These Podcasts. We reach out to those the world has forgotten. If you'd like to know more about us and how you can donate to help us fulfill our mission, go to hisloveministries.net. Thank you very much and God bless you. Jesus, all of our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to take everything to God in prayer, right? It's amazing because God loves us so much and He cares for us so much. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He is just so precious. He's the lily of the valley, the bright morning star, and He just loves us so much. And it's amazing that He loves us. And He died for us. That's what's amazing to me. I don't know about you, but I thank God that He died for me because without Jesus, I'd be in trouble. Every minute, every day, I sing about that song, Every He says to cast on Him all our care and uh, roll it on to Him. That's what the, the Bible literally says. Cast all your troubles on Jesus. To throw them on Him. He can handle them. Get them off your back and throw them on him. He says, come to me all you are weak and heavy laden and I'll give you rest for my burden is easy and my yoke is light. So for all those today, we're dealing with trouble all of us all the time and today we can remember that Jesus is there for us. Today we're going to be back in John chapter 7 and today we get to the to the part that I know we all been waiting for, the part where Jesus tells us that out of our hearts will flow the living water. And I want to read a little something this morning as I read the Scripture. I just really want to read verses 37, 38, and 39. That's all I really want to read this morning because that's probably all we're going to cover if we get through all of that. John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39. It said, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. As we get to this section of Scripture today, remember Jesus has been speaking in the temple and He's been waiting to go to the feast to the proper time. And as He goes to the feast, Pharisees, as He speaks, want to know how He can speak so well. How does He know his, the words of the Bible so well? And many people are divided and they say, is this to Christ? Is this... You know, the Messiah is just a prophet, and they really don't know, and, and they're confused, and the Pharisees are trying to put him down, trying to kill him, and Jesus tells them when he goes that they won't be able to come and find him, and they're like, where are you going? You know, you're going to the, to the Gentiles, and that's really where he was going, because the Bible says 
that we're to go to everyone and tell them the gospel. And so it's, it's the last day of this feast. And I just want to read to you what it says here on this. Uh, on this, one man wrote this. He said, Early each of the seven mornings of the feast, a high priest would lead a procession from the pool of Siloam to the temple. Another priest would first fill a golden container with water from the pool. He would then carry it through the water gate on the south side of the temple and into the temple courtyard. There he would ceremoniously pour the water into a silver basin on the west side of the brazen altar from which it would flow through a tube to the base of the altar. Many Jews would accompany these priests. Some of them would drink from a pool while others would chant Isaiah 55 and 12.3. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. Joyously draw water from the springs of salvation. This was such a happy occasion that the Mishnah stated, He that has never seen the joy of the water drawing has never in his life seen joy. The priest would then pour water into the basin at the time of the morning sacrifice. Another priest would also pour the daily drink offering of wine into another basin at the same time. Then they would pour the water and the wine out before the Lord. The pouring out of the water represented God's provision of water in the wilderness in the past and His provision of refreshment and cleansing in the Messianic age. The pouring out of the wine symbolized God's bestowal of His Spirit in the last days. Every male would... present would simultaneously shake his little bundle of willow and myrtle twigs with his right hand and hold a piece of citrus fruit aloft with his left. The twigs represented stage of the wilderness stages of the wilderness journey marked by different kinds of vegetation, and the citrus fruit symbolized the fruit of the promised land. Everyone would also cry, Give thanks to the Lord three times. Worshippers in the temple court would then sing the Hallel, Psalms 113-118. This water rite had become a part of the Israelites' traditional celebration of the Feast of Tabernacles. Essentially, it symbolized the fertility and fruitfulness that the rain brought in. In the Old Testament, God likened His blessings in the Messianic Kingdom to the falling of rain. The Jews regarded God's provision of water in the wilderness and rain as harbingers of His great blessings on the nation under the Messiah's reign. Thus the water rite in the festival of tabernacles had strong messianic connotations. So what they did was this was really a celebration of the time the Feast of the Tabernacles is when they were in in the wilderness and what they did was they lived in those tabernacles, right? Those little tents, those little booths. God told them to keep that as a feast, that they were to do that to remember their time in the wilderness. When God poured the water out the rock, when He fed them with the manna, every year they would do this, this uh, feast and, and they would do it for seven mornings. And then on the eighth morning... The eighth day they wouldn't they wouldn't uh, do the water, but it's the but it's the eighth day, and it's the day that Jesus is there. And then it says in verse thirty seven, on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart 
will flow rivers of living water. So Jesus cries out. In other words, He hollers out for everybody to hear. And He says, If anyone thirst, come to Me and drink. He's already said that back in chapter 6, that He's the bread of life. He told the woman at the well in chapter 4 that He was the living that, that he was the living water and that, that if she would come to him, that he would give her water and she would never thirst again. I want to talk a little bit about that this morning because Jesus is really talking here about the Holy Spirit and he's talking about salvation. And that what he told the woman at the well, come to me and I will give you living water. Jesus is the living water. He is the eternal God who satisfies us. He is the bread of life that we live on Him, we feast on Him, that, that when we come to Him, He sustains us. Remember what I said last week in John chapter 1, verse 4, that He is the, the life of men. He is the light of men, and He gives life to all men. That's men and women. He gives us life, eternal life, but He also gives us physical life, right? What Jesus is saying is if anybody needs to be satisfied, if anybody has a longing in their heart that needs to be filled, come to me and I will satisfy you. I know y'all seen the picture of the woman that I brought and I need to get another one that, that she has the whole where her heart's at. She says she was secretly starving. And the Bible says when we know Jesus that we are complete in Him. That without Jesus, we're not fulfilled. We're not satisfied. That there's always a longing in our heart. Oh, something that's missing. And until Jesus comes in, we don't understand that satisfaction. Like old Mick Jagger back in the 60's or the 70's used to sing, I can't get no satisfaction. I try and I try and I try, but I can't get no satisfaction. And that's what happens in life without Christ. We don't get satisfied. I was reading this morning, it said, Hell and destruction are never full and a man's eyes are never satisfied. And that's the way it is in life. We won't, we won't, and we won't. But Jesus is the one who satisfies the deepest longings, the deepest cravings, the deepest needs of our heart. And that's what Jesus is saying. If anybody thirsts, if anybody believes on me, come to me. And I will come into you and I will fill you up and you will never thirst and you will never hunger again because I will meet the deepest longings, the deepest needs, all the things in your life. And so I want to talk a little bit this morning about this, about this water. He says, and, and really what he's saying is if anyone thirsts, come to me. And what he's saying is believe on me, trust in me. And when you do, because that's what he says in the next section, he who believes on me. So thirsting and coming to him and drinking is the same as believing on him. Just as our bodies are made of about 90% water and we can't live without that water, we can't live without the living water. Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is what he's really talking about. So I want to talk about that this morning. He says... He who believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. First of all, let's talk about the water. What is this water? It is really the Holy Spirit is what he's talking about 
that God gives us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ that satisfies us, that makes us complete because we were made to live for God. Did you know that? We were made to live for God. And that's why unless we trust Christ and know Christ as our Lord and Savior, there's something missing. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how many friends you got. I don't care how many possessions you got. I don't care how many cars or houses or whatever it is you got. There's always something missing if you don't have Jesus. The gift of water is salvation is what he's talking about. The Holy Spirit. And and notice what he says. He says, come to me. He says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. So first of all, the gift of water, salvation, and the Holy Spirit is free. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For by grace you have been saved. Grace is getting something you don't deserve. He says, And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. God gives us salvation free. You know why? Because He did it all. As we sing the song, somebody turned to 77 earlier, He... Jesus paid it all, all to Him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but He washes me white as snow. He is the one that did it all. We can't do anything. If we could, there was no need for Jesus to come to earth. There was no need for Jesus to die on the cross. Because if we could do something, He He should have just stayed in heaven if we could work our way in there. But there was a need for Him to die on the cross. And that's what he said on the end of the cross. He said, it is finished. Your debt has been paid in full. I have paid your sin debt. And whoever believes in me and believes that, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So he is the bread of life. He is the living water. I want to read you a couple of verses. Revelation 21.6 And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of water of life freely to him who thirst. Revelation twenty two seventeen. And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirst come. Whoever desires, let him take of the water of life freely. See, it's free. You can't do anything to earn it. You can't do anything to deserve it. He did it all. Number two, this water, it is for everyone. Did you know that? It says, if anyone thirsts, let him come and drink. Isaiah 55, 1 says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters and, and drink. And you who have no money, come buy, eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. And so Jesus says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. The third thing is the water is abundant. Did you know that that in Ephesians 3.20, the Bible says that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to His power that works in us mightily. And so what He says here is the water is abundant, the Spirit is abundant. Out of Him will flow rivers of living water, right? They will pour out. Isaiah 44.3 says, For I will pour water on him who is thirsty, 
and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessings on your offspring. Psalm 78, 15, he split the rocks in the wilderness and he gave them drink in abundance like the depths. Imagine there's all these, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of people, maybe millions of people out there in the desert and God fed them bread and he fed them manna for 40 years and there was plenty. There was more than enough. When he fed them the bread, he said, don't take more than you need. Because if you do, the next day it's going to stink and the, and the worm's going to be in it. And so what God was wanting them to do was to trust in Him for their daily provision. Give us this day our daily bread. And they would take enough for the day and that'd be enough for the day. If they took too much, the next day it'd be rotten. It'd stink. The worms would be in it. And on the Sabbath, they could take enough for two days. Because God provided on that day too. And the next day... Guess what? The worms weren't in it and it didn't stink and it wasn't rotten because God said to take enough for two days on the Sabbath. So, so God wants us to, to have all that we need. He wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think according to His power. You know, when, when you come to Jesus for a drink, you don't get a single drink. You get a spring. You get a fountain. You get a well. He says, out of Him will flow rivers of living water. When you come to Him, you get Him and He never leaves. Fourthly, this water, this Holy Spirit, it satisfies our deepest longings. Have you really thought about it in the Psalms? I, I was See, I looked up a lot of verses on these things. It says, Psalm 63, 5, My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. God satisfies the deepest longings of our heart. He loves you and He loves me, and He wants to satisfy us. Isn't that why He came? He, he came to seek and to save that which is lost, but He came to give us joy and peace and abundant life. And to give us a taste of what we're going to get in heaven one day when we go and be with Him. That's what the promised land was. was a picture of that wonderful life that you can have in Christ. The joy and the peace and the abundant life. No, He didn't say He'd fix all our problems. No, He didn't say we wouldn't be sick. No, He didn't say we would, wouldn't go through trials and trouble. But He said He'd be with us. And that we could still have joy and peace and abundant life in the midst of of the troubles. Fifthly, the soul hungers and thirsts for God, and we're made to live on God. Ephesians 2 1 says, And you were made alive who were dead in your trespasses and sins. Our souls were made for Jesus. The ache in our hearts is for Jesus. And our soul lives on Jesus. Do you know that? That's why these people out here are doing all these things to be satisfied. They're into drugs and alcohol and everything in the book. And Jesus is the one who really satisfies. If Oh, if we could just get that. That none of this stuff of this world satisfies. But it's Jesus that satisfies. I mean, understand that. That's amazing, isn't it? But we just don't get it. We chase all this stuff of this world. 
You know, and, and that's not what satisfies. Listen to what the psalmist said in Psalm 42 verse 1. To the chief musician, a contemplation of the sons of Korah. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Doesn't your heart sometimes long to be with Jesus, to be with God, and to be out of all of His trials and troubles? Isn't that what Paul said? He says, you know, I'd love to go to heaven and be with God, but he says, I have a mission down here on earth. And he says, to live as Christ, to die as gain. He said, I want to go and be with God, but I know that God has something for me to do down here. And until then, I'll just have to be satisfied with the partial amount of God I get down here because I can't fully and completely enjoy Him and know Him and understand Him and be satisfied by Him. And David in Psalm 63 verse 1, when he was in the wilderness of Judah, said, Oh God, You are my God. Early will I seek You. My soul thirsts for You. My flesh longs for You in a dry and a thirsty land where there is no water. David understood, just like we understand, that there's a need, there's a thirst for God that only God can satisfy us. And then sixthly, Jesus wants to satisfy our souls forever. Coming and drinking means to believe on Jesus. And so coming and drinking is believing. That's what Jesus is saying. And then what Jesus said in John 6.35, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. And whoever believes in me shall not thirst. Believing on Jesus is coming to Him to eat and to drink for our soul's deepest satisfaction. If you want to be satisfied, seek Jesus and trust Him and draw close to Him. The closer you are to Him, the more satisfied you are. You know, Jesus said that He would send a Spirit one day. And that Spirit would be our Helper. And He says in Romans 8 9 that if anybody does not have the Spirit, he doesn't belong to God. He said that Spirit will be one just like Him. If I told you the word, the Greek word, I don't remember what it is, and I'm not a Greek scholar, but Jesus said that He would send a Helper just like Him, that meant if I told you I wanted another Bible just like this, it would have to be just exactly like that. It would have to be tore up, messed up. Everything, you know, the pages bent in certain places and everything else have to be exactly like it. That's what Jesus said. He was sending the Holy Spirit, who is God, to come and live in us because He is the one that satisfies. He says, He who believes in Me, out of His heart will flow rivers of living water. And, and you know what I really believe that means? If you turn over like the Galatians 5.22 where Jesus, where, where Paul speaks of the fruit of the Spirit, what does he say? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, temperance or patience. That is the things that, that come out of us because of the Holy Spirit. That is what flows out of us. He says out of Him 
Not out of, out of Jesus is going to flow the rivers of living water. But once you trust in Him and believe in Him, out of us will flow rivers of living water. Because see, once we get Jesus in us, we should be like a bubbling spring telling everybody what God has done for us. And, and we should be so satisfied and so excited about what He's done for us and, and so filled and satisfied that we go and tell everybody that Jesus died for us and He loves us. And, and when we trust Christ, what happens? He changes us from the inside out, right? He makes us into a person that's different. He says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. All things have become new. And so what does He do? He gives us the fruit of the Spirit. Love. We love others. Joy. That we're joyful. Peace. He gives us peace in the midst of all the circumstances. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. We're able to put up with all kinds of things from all kinds of people. Long-suffering. Love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering. All those things come out of God. And they flow from us because I know without God, we're not like that, are we? That's what he's saying is once we're satisfied, we can give the water to other people and satisfy other people's souls when they come to Jesus too. And that's what God wants us to do. That's where the real joy comes from in our lives, folks. Is, is not just having the water and drinking the water, but sharing the water. That's where the joy comes from. I don't know if you understand that or not, but so many people today in the church, they don't have the thing, the joy, the peace, the abundant life that God wants them to have. They might have the water. They might have the salvation. What I'm saying is they might have Jesus and they might be saved. And they might have the water, but they're hanging on to it. And then they're not sharing it with other people. But that was, Jesus said that we needed to go and make disciples. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth, we need to tell others about Jesus. That's why he says that out of us will flow rivers of living water. That we should be bubbling up like a spring and people should see our joy, our peace, and all the things that God has put in us. And he says in verse 39, but this he spoke concerning the Spirit. See, that's the Holy Spirit that the life of God that actually is inside of us that enables us to be like God. And then he says, Whom those believing on Him would receive, or believing in Him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not glorified. It's amazing to me that today, and I know we're all guilty, I'm guilty, we're all guilty. We live in this world and we get tempted by all this junk, all this stuff in the world, and we think that all these things satisfy. But Jesus is the only one that satisfies. He fills our deepest longings, our deepest needs. And if you don't know Him today, if you're not sure you go to heaven today, you cry out today and say, Lord Jesus, save me. I'm a sinner. I want to go to heaven because of what You did on that cross. And if you know Him today, you thank Him and ask Him to help you to be that river of living water where you pour out 
into other people's lives. And you satisfy them because of the way you live. They, they, they see Jesus in you. The Bible says, let your light so shine that others may see your good works and glorify our Father who's in heaven. That's why we're here. That's why we exist. Because of Him. And if we're not living for Him and, and serving Him, guess what? Life just isn't what it's supposed to be. It just really isn't. I love coming out to these facilities and, and ministering to y'all. But you know what? It does my heart good too. Because I love this. I love to preach. I love to teach because this is what God's called me to. And when you find what God wants you to do with your life, that's what satisfies you. And you know, it can be as simple as praying for somebody else, crying with somebody else, talking to your next door neighbor down the hall or whatever it is, or your, your, your table buddy at breakfast and, and lunch or supper and tell them what Jesus did for you. Tell them how much you love Jesus and that they need Him too. Because there's a lot of folks in this place that still don't come. I know we got a good crowd out of the, as few as is in this place. But there could be a whole lot more that would come if, if folks would invite them. And I know some of y'all been knocking on doors and been inviting people. That's good. That's great. That's exciting. Just keep doing that. Keep telling people what Jesus did for you. That's what a witness is. Somebody that says, this is what I saw. This is what happened. And that's all you got to tell them. This is what Jesus did for me. Father, we just thank you today for your mercy and your grace and your love. We just thank you that you sent Jesus and that out of our lives, out of our innermost being, not, not our heart, but our innermost being, literally out of our belly, out of our being, who we are, Lord, you said, would flow rivers of living water. Father, we thank You that You sent the Spirit, uh, Lord, that, that gives us the joy, the peace, the abundant life, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, and patience, Lord, because without You, we can do none of those things. The Bible says in John 15 that without Me, You can do nothing. Father, thank You that we can do something because of who You are and what You've done in our lives. And we just thank You for that. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hi, I'm Marty McKenzie with His Love Ministries. Please help us reach out to those the world has forgotten. Everyone we minister to is locked up in some way, shape, or form. Those in the nursing home facilities are locked up in bodies that do not work in a wheelchair or in a bed. We minister to children and youth who are locked up because of behavioral problems. Some have told us we want to have a real family because their parents have lost or given up custody of them. Other kids are locked up because they've committed crimes. We also minister to those locked up at the jails and the prisons, to those locked up in addictions, 
to drugs, alcohol, depression, and suicidal thoughts, to those locked up in a variety of other things that keep them from becoming who Jesus wants them to be. He came to give us abundant life, joy, and set us free, and these people that we minister to are not free. Our desire is to show them whatever their background, no matter what they've done, to see how much God loves them. We seek to help them receive forgiveness and freedom from their sin in Jesus Christ. We minister in the local area of Savannah, Georgia, and surrounding Effingham and Chatham area. We have recently expanded our ministry to the Lexington and Columbia, South Carolina area. We do over 2,000 services every year. We hope and pray that you will support us in some way that so we can continue our mission. Go to hisloveministries.net and click on the Donate Now button or send it via regular mail to Post Office Box 1881, Lexington, South Carolina, 29071. We hope and pray that you will do that. Thank you and God bless you. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. John 832.